Hello and welcome to Mavs Daily, presented by the Dallas Morning News, where every day of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend. And if you watched the game last night, you know that we might all need a need a little pick me up. And so I called upon one of my good buddies, Dwayne Price, to help cheer me up. Dwayne, <laughs> give me a reason to smile, man. <laughs> reason to smile. May twenty seventh. 1985. I know you wasn't born then, Bobby. I was negative six. Boston Celtics, LA Lakers, game one of the NBA Finals. Final score, Boston 148, Lakers 114. NBA champions that year, the Lakers. Came back and won the series after losing that first game by 34 points. They called it the Memorial Day Massacre. Well, so what you're saying is... And, and check this out. Rick Carlisle was on that team for Boston. That was his rookie season. So yeah. what you're saying, Dwayne, the Mavs are about to win the championship. Yeah, there you go. All right, <laughs> let's, let's go. From local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered. And it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory, we certainly hope so around here, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. We follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. Head to dallasnews.com sports now or preferably after the podcast, but either way, definitely check out what uh, Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the Demon gang has for you there. All right, I'm feeling <laughs> better, man. I'm feeling better. Of course, uh, last night's game, a 154 a 111 defeat at the hands of the suddenly extremely confident LA Clippers. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen as stark a contrast in kind of a team's like mood, attitude, uh, intensity level between game four and game five. I mean, in game four, they were just shell shocked as soon as the Mavs came back from that, uh, that 21 point deficit. And then in game five, I mean, the Clippers opened up at the same lead. They were up 21 basically at the same point of the game. Uh, almost the same exact score, and they didn't let their the foot off the gas this time. They they just pushed the pedal to the metal and kept cruising right to the finish line. And so it was it was it was pretty tough, man. Uh, what was did, did you notice that kind of same difference? I mean, what what was how how did that happen? Well, they had a different swagger about them. And, and number one, Paul George, he scored thirty five points last night. And uh, to, to, to summarize that, in games two, three, and four combined, he only scored 34 points. So if, so if he's going to do that, and not to mention Kawhi getting 32 points, well, they're a different ball club. And especially different as a team, they shot 63% from the field, 63% from three-point range, 22 out of 35 from three-point range. Everybody on their team shot at least 50% from the field except – Jamaica Green and Amir Coffey, each one of them only took one shot. So if you got all that rolling, I don't care who you playing, man. They're going to beat everybody. But those things happen in the NBA. I mean, even during the course of, a, of an 82-game season, all the teams going to get blown out three or four or five times. That's just part of the league. It, it happens. It's almost like all the stars align just right for one team and just wrong for the other team. It happens. Yep. Now, we aren't used to seeing the Mavs get blown out like that. So if, if you look back on this season, Dallas only lost two games all year by more than 15 points. Only two. 
And Boston's the only team that lost fewer such games. They only they only got blown out like that one time. And so Dallas rarely gets shellacked. And both of those games, in fact, came at the hands of the Phoenix Suns of all teams, once in the bubble and then once in January. And so, you know, usually they're able to keep games a little more competitive simply by virtue of their offense. But, dude, I mean, you score 111 points and you still lose by 43. It just means the other team was just on another level. And, I mean, right. the Clippers were just hitting every single open shot which is you know pretty unusual so it's kind of one of those things I guess I mean in your experience covering teams and being around players coaches things like that especially in the playoffs after a game like that is it we need to dissect every frame of film to motivate these guys or do you just burn the footage and just just move on I mean how, how do you recover after a game like that there is no film you don't show them that because all that all that's going to do is it is demoralize them even more because, I mean, they're going to own it. The Mavericks are going to own it. They know they made a, a lot of mistakes in that game. That's why they lost by that, that large margin. So you, don't, you just need to just move on to the next game, you know, and concentrate on some of the things that you did and to win game two and to win game four. That's what you do. You show them that stuff. You show them, hey, this is the same team. It's not like, I mean, for the most part, they're playing in the same arena, obviously in the same city. So you show them all the good things. You make them feel good pat them on the back and say it's okay and and you know and, and hopefully they can get uh par singles back you know for, for game six you know he's missed the last two games that they won and one of those two games but uh they're not out of it i mean the toughest game to win is the game that clinches the series so the pressure is on the clippers that's the toughest game because the mavericks obviously going to treat this like a game seven because in a way it is a game seven because you don't win it's all over with so they got two game sevens coming, one tomorrow night and one on Saturday night. So that's that's how they have, they have to treat it. Yeah, and we did see if if you were if you watched the game before Mavs Clippers last night, it was uh, Utah Denver, and Utah was up three one in that series. It was an elimination game, and they took like a 15, 18 point lead in the third quarter. But Utah ended up coming back, or Denver ended up coming back and winning that game. Jamal Murray just went nuts, and so you know it is it is tough to close the door, and this is the Clippers' first playoff series as currently constructed. And so, you know, this is Lucas first time facing elimination in the NBA, but it's also Kawhi and Paul George's first time um, achieving elimination together. And so both teams are going to kind of be feeling it out tomorrow. And, you know, if history is any indication, they've alternated wins in this series. Clippers have won all the odd games. Mavs have won both the even games. And so anything could happen. But at the same time, we're five games into this series the Clippers have now taken double-digit leads in the first half in four of those five games. And so, Dwayne, how can the Mavs get off to better starts? I mean, you, you the Clippers are simply too good. You cannot spot them at huge leads like you have the last few games and live to tell the tale too often. So how can they get off to a better start in game six and just get right into a rhythm right off the bat? They got to rebound better. They, they have to run the floor. You can't allow the Clippers to set that defense up. They have the best defense in the entire NBA. If you allow, if you allow them to set that up, they're going to beat you. I mean, because they got too many great defensive players. And also, you have to keep your turnovers down to a minimum. Minimum. In the uh, first quarter alone last night, the Mavericks had seven turnovers that led to 16 points for the Clippers. Where they only scored, Clippers only scored 41 points. I mean, only, but 16 of them came on turnovers. So if you can protect the ball. Get on the glass, limit the Clippers to one shot, run the floor, and play adequate, above adequate defense. You're in the ball game. You're in the ball game because despite Game Three, all these games are running together now. 
was it game three? Yeah, game no, game four, when the Clippers ran out to that uh, 21 point lead. The Mavericks were leading after the first quarter, 38 34. You know, so if you, you just got to get off to a better start. I mean, Rick Carlisle talks about this all the time. I, I don't know what the stat is, but the team that, that wins the first quarter for the most part wins the game. I mean, it, the first quarter kind of set the tone, and and that was a, an incredible song t- uh, tone setter last night by the Clippers because they end up with 41 points in the first quarter. Matter of fact, they scored 35 or more points in every quarter. I don't know if I've seen that for a while. 35 twice and over 40 twice. So that that was that was an amazing display by the Clippers. You got to tip your hat hat off to them. But the good thing is, it was only one game. Yeah, yeah, it is only one game. But points off turnovers will kill you every time because not only you know. Other team, and if you stack up seven of them in a quarter, then you're going to be down 20 after that quarter, and that's exactly what happened last night. So I'm with you. You know, you got to try and take better care of the ball. Uh, a lot of these turnovers were live ball turnovers. You know, Luca trying to pick a pass or you know hit hit a cutter, and the Clippers are jumping in those passing lanes, and it's a two on one or a three on two the other way, and that's just that that'll that'll beat you. So. Um, you know, got to got to start the game with a little better execution, and hopefully that'll that'll help it settle everybody down a little bit. But that leads to the other part of the conversation: is kind of the Clippers' whole strategy in this series has sort of been to knock you off kilter a little bit, physically, emotionally. Uh, you know, get the Mavs riled up a little bit, and it and it's worked. You know, think about the the three games the Clippers have won have been the games where you know. And Marcus Morris got into it in game three. Luca and Montrez got into it in game five. Uh, you know, you had Marcus Morris stepping on the foot, whether it was on purpose or on accident, doesn't matter. It happened. A lot of texts, you know, Rick Carlisle got ejected. So it seems like in, in all three Mavs losses, they've sort of gotten a little emotional, a little, just a little like, ah, a little, a little worked up, you know. And uh, this team is like the, the Mavs are like the fun team. They like to enjoy themselves, have fun. Uh, play together, move the ball, run the floor, shoot threes. You know, they, they like a, a nice relaxed atmosphere. But in the three games that the Clippers have won, they've been able to sort of dial up the intensity factor a little bit. That's when the game gets uh, chippy, so to speak. And, you know, there's a lot of stoppage in play. There's a lot of uh, trash talking, and technical fouls and all that. That's what the Clippers like. They don't want a smooth selling game. That, that works to the Mavericks' advantage. Well, the Mavericks just are going to have to play through all that, ignore them, all that crazy stuff they're doing. You know, and I understand it's easy for me to say that because you're out there and the players in your face talking trash and all that. Well, you're probably going to talk trash back to them. But meanwhile, they're getting you off your game. So that, that's part of their whole game plan. So but somehow the Mavericks just going to have to ignore that and just keep playing, you know, and let that play do the, do the talking for them. Yeah, like you said, easier said than done, man. The Clippers, when they when their bench gets going and they're just taunting you relentlessly, I mean, I, I'm sure it gets your blood boiling, but you got to let cooler heads prevail and, and and keep your eye on the ball here because this is the season now. You know, the Mavs have answered, for the most part, pretty strongly at every turning point in this series, with the exception of last night. You know, the Clippers got the better of them basically from start to finish. So uh, what will it take... Whether or not KP plays, whether or not Luca's ankle is 100%, whether or not 
anything happens with Morris, whatever, all of the all of that crap. What will it take for the Mavs to to push this thing to Game Seven? Well, they can shoot fifty-five or better from the field, and like that from the three-point line, and like I said, limit their turnovers. And you don't you don't have to win the rebounding battle, but if you stay within three or four rebounds of what the Clippers did, then you'll be okay. And also force some turnovers and get out in transition and get some easy baskets for the Clippers' defense can set up. That's the key to beating that team. And don't let Paul Paul George go off. You know, because like I said, if he had 34 points in three games total, that means he can do that again. You know, so get him back, get him off his game. You cannot allow him to get 35 points. If you do that, it's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you have to, if you're Dallas, you're pretty confident that the Clippers aren't going to hang 150 on you again. I mean, that just never happens. And so they're due for a little bit of like, someone is going to have a bad game in game six. And it might even be like multiple players will have a bad game, but you have to take it to them. You know, you got to make it tough. You got to be a little aggressive here. I mean, this is your season. It's all on the line. And, and so, uh, you know, play with a little bit of desperation maybe, but you know, we'll see, we'll see. It's the playoffs. Anything can happen. I I don't think many people thought this would go to six games anyway. So, you know, you're here, you made it this far. You might as well keep pushing, but um, well, it's, yeah, it's too bad. I don't like to make excuses, man, but it sure would have been nice because uh, right now the Mavs are down two starters, you know, Porzingis and also uh, 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 Dwight Powell, you know, and, and their number one guy off the bench, Jalen Bronson. So I, I, I would like to come back next year and play them again with a with a, uh, a healthy roster, and and I'll take my chances and see what happens, including a healthy Luka Luka Doncic too, you know, because uh, I mean, saying they've gotten this far. That speaks by and so the, the future for this franchise because I think the future is going to be extremely bright. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, once KP's back, obviously you're adding an all-star into the mix and missing Powell, missing Brunson has been rough. Missing Willie Cauley-Stein's been tough, you know I mean? Some of these big guys are, are doing work around the rim, and so it's it's been tough. But, of course, the trade-off is you get Trey Burke, who's been just right. phenomenal for them. And uh, the Clippers are, I mean, the Clippers have been so impressed with Trey Burke that they're now starting to put, like, Kawhi and Paul George on him, which is a pretty big sign of respect. So, the, But the Mavs will have to make a little bit of an adjustment there, too, to, to get Burke going in game six. So it's tough, man. I mean, it's it's really tough. They make it tough on you. That's why the Clippers are the title favorites. But all along, we've said, I mean, I said I said it on, on uh, Senior Old Boys with you and Eddie, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you agreed with me. If you're going to learn how to compete in the playoffs, you might as well learn from the best, right? This is like the first experience mm-hmm. for a lot of the guys in this team and you're not mm-hmm. going to you're not going to learn any better than if you go up against Kawhi, right? And so I, I feel like right. they're win or lose game 6, win or lose game 7, they're learning a whole lot about what it takes to be a competitive team right now and that's the type of stuff that will pay dividends, you know, on Thursday or in 2025 or anywhere in between. And, and it's just too bad that, you know, uh, you, you listen to a lot of analysts and all that. When Pazingas got thrown out of game one, it's like they just know that that should not have happened. I mean, if he doesn't get thrown out, perhaps the Mavs will win game one. The Mavs be up 3 2 right now, you know, with an extra game. So, you know, okay, we don't necessarily have to win game six. Yeah, that's, why, that's why I say, you know, some of the teams, you don't get some bad calls and all that, but when you get one of your top two players thrown out of game, that's that's a whole new different story. And uh, and it's sad because, you know, you, you want to see the, the players decide the game on the court. You 
I want to see something else decide the game or decide the outcome. Yeah, Moana just so happens that the same crew that officiated game one officiated game five. So <laughs> I, I don't I don't think those guys will be getting any Christmas cards from Dallas this year. Uh, it feels yeah, to, yeah. It's safe to say that. Right. All right. right. Well, is there any, uh, you know, th- there's only so much that you could talk about after a game like that. But is there anything else that you want to hit on before we get out of here on the eve of what could be the final game of the season? Unless the maps can dig deep and, and produce a good result. Well, I just hope that Paul Zingas is able to play. I mean, because that's another dynamic player. Now, he's playing some of his best ball of the season inside the bubble. He's got a great series so far against the Clippers. So it, it sets up a, a different set of dynamics for the, the Clippers to have to deal with. So you can put him out there. You know, now they got to make some changes on defense. And now we're going to get some, probably going to get some more open looks for uh, Trey Burke and, and Seth Curry. You know, and Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Cleaver, all those guys. Because now, for the most part, the Clippers know that that they basically have to worry about Luca, and Luca has one bad will, so he's not even at 100. percent So it's almost like it's it's, it's advantage the Clippers. But like I said, you got to go out there. You got to get all the 50-50 balls. You got to dive on the floor and leave nothing to chance because this is it. You don't win tomorrow night. You know the the season's over. So they got to put everything on the line. Don't leave. Don't leave anything out there. You know, every ounce of energy that you have, you got to leave it on the court. And if you do that, then I, I, I'll take my chances. Let's see what they're made of, Dwayne. And then afterward, right. we're going to record a podcast and we're going to leave everything out there, too. Right there <laughs> with them. I'm diving on the floor right now while we're talking. I'm rolling around, man. I'm like, getting bloody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank yeah, you for joining me, Dwayne. Fun, yeah, yeah, no, it's going to yeah. be awesome, man. And, and hey, look, people are mad. People are, are, are pissed off. People hate the Clippers. They're sending mean tweets, which I, I strongly advise against. Don't do that. That's weird. But, yeah. um, you know, people right. are fired up. That's what playoff basketball is about. I mean, that, that's, what, that's what this is supposed to be. You're supposed to be mad. You're kind of supposed to, like, mm-hmm. sports hate the other guys. Now, I wouldn't actually hate them because they're just people out here trying to make a living. But, I mean – that's what it is. This is kind of the birth of a rivalry. I don't, I don't think the, the Clippers are going to be too popular around here for a little while after this series, win or lose. And so that's that's what it's all about. And, and it's good to have all these feelings back. So I'm glad that, that uh, you know, the players and Mavs fans are able to experience it too and everything. And hopefully we can push this thing at least 48 more hours after tomorrow. But, right. but we'll see. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure the NBA is happy, you know, because it has been entertaining the last night's game has been and a very entertaining series. You know, I don't know what the ratings are, but I'm pretty sure they've got to be pretty high. And like I told somebody earlier, well, whenever we get back to an 82-game season, whatever the maximum amount of games each team can have on national TV, the Mavericks are going to have that maximum amount. Plus, they'll be playing on Christmas Day because everybody wants to see Luka and everybody wants to see this team. That's very entertaining. I mean, this is basketball at its finest. I stand by what I said. It's been three years. The Mavericks going to win a title. They're going to win a title. Well, let's enjoy the ride on the way. Maybe they can even get one before then. How about that? Right. How about that? Exactly. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was a dynasty, Dwayne. But Mavs Daily <laughs> is a daily podcast. So it's Monday through Friday, which means we'll be back with you tomorrow. The Mavs will play tomorrow night, 8 p.m. tip-off. Uh, it's going to be a big one. 
it's going to be a big one. So if, uh, if you want to stay informed on KP's availability, whether or not the Clippers are going to roll out their entire lineup, Pat Beverly's uh, status is in question as well, uh, Lucas Health, all that stuff. Dwayne is the eyes and ears of the team, along with Eddie over at Mavs.com. So follow Dwayne on Twitter. He is Dwayne Price. Uh, you can uh, check out all his articles on Mavs.com and stay up to date with the latest goings on with this team. My name is Bobby Carell. You can follow me on Twitter as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies. Share it with all your Clippers fans. Let them know. We'll get them all fired up and mad, too, with all the, all the trash we're talking about their team. And uh, we'll keep this thing rolling, hopefully, all the way to Game 7. And we will see you tomorrow on Mavs Daily. Bye.